0: Welcome to Smashed, a podcast of Jen and the 4077. I am one half of your hosts, Ellie Collins,
1: and I am the other half of your hosts, Ian E Muller, and today we're talking about
0: episode 5. One
1: of my least favorite episodes yep. of this series for a variety of reasons, but uh, episode 5, season 1 episode 5, The, the Moose. Moose. But before we jump into
0: Yes, what are we drinking it's, today?
1: It, we are on we a, got a new one. bottle of Ooh. gin. So, uh today we are breaking out Old Dominic Formula Number 10 gin from the Old Dominic Distillery in Memphis, Tennessee. Ooh, close to us. Yep, I've been I've been trying to focus on finding uh local southern gins. Yeah. Which gin is very much a British drink, so it's a little weird, but uh, this one seems interesting. It's um, from a female distiller.
0: Nice, uh, very nice.
1: It, the botanicals are juniper, coriander, angelica root, licorice, grapefruit peel, chamomile or mile, depending on how you want to pronounce it, orris root, and ginger root. It is a small batch, handcrafted, ninety-five proof gin, and uh, I'm interested in trying it. Yeah. So let's uh, let's make with the new bottle ceremony. <laughs> there we go okay all right good pour all
0: right. it smells uh marketably different
1: oh yeah that's distinctly different than the other one yeah interesting i can
0: smell it from over here and it's very pleasant the bottle's gorgeous too
1: yeah it's got a um a hen on it with a martini glass or a rooster with a martini glass. Very nice silver etched. Silver I feel like embossed, rooster
0: uh... with a martini glass is just code for trapper.
1: <laughs> Cock of the walk.
0: So he thinks.
1: All right. I'm getting chocolate from the scent.
0: Let me, let me smell. Yeah, I'm getting chocolate too. No, you know what I'm getting? Not chocolate. Uh, Tootsie Roll. Yep. It smells like a Tootsie Roll.
1: Maybe it's the licorice.
0: That might be it. Like that kind of chocolate, but like not quite. Yeah, weird. Interesting. Taste it. Before I taste mine. (laughs) (sighs) And?
1: It's much smoother than the last gin we drank. This is really good. It's, It's not like... It's very good cocktail gin. It's good straight, but like I wouldn't make a gin like a dry martini with this, or I wouldn't. Mm. It would be it would be really good for a negroni.
0: Okay, which well I'm then let's gonna see. Gonna
1: have to buy Campari at some point and make the negronis for this show because it is my favorite cocktail.
0: Then let's see how it tastes with strawberry, with strawberry daiquiri mix. Oh, that's good.
1: Yeah, pretty tasty.
0: That's really good. Yeah. You know, maybe uh, all these years of me hating gin, I just hadn't found the right one.
1: Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Huh. All right. Interesting. So yeah, old Dominic Gin. Um, I like it. Yeah, I like it too. If you're from Memphis, Tennessee, go check out the distillery. Yeah. But okay, let's talk about an episode I hate.
0: Yep, same. That's actually my first Ugh. note on this episode is, I hate this episode.
1: Me too. Well, no, my first note is, ah, uh, starting off with this beautiful look at the wonderful California countryside.
0: Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, it does, it, it the opening shot is like a panning shot of a Jeep pulling into the 4077 compound. It's the gorgeous backdrop that is actually...
0: California. California,
1: <laughs> California not do <laughs> Korea. Uh, but then I'm like, mm, racism, I hate this episode.
0: <laughs> I, I actually, I can tell how strong the djinn was from last episode because all of my notes are very aggressive <laughs> on this episode. I'm just, like, looking back at my notes and I have, like, ah, a racist sergeant, what else is new? <laughs> 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 Which, <laughs> Oop. I mean, it's just the, like... Coming out with the slur just straight out the gate, but oh, yeah, Hawkeye calls first, it out.
1: First line he speaks.
0: Yeah, Hawkeye calls it out. Yep. Uh, but I the one of the one of the big uncomfortable things during this episode is is the uh, lack of dialogue from a certain member of the group that oh, should. Yeah. Yep. Jones has a distinct lack of dialogue in this episode, but his face says, if they had written me lines, I would have gone ham.
1: Yep. Like, yep. I feel like they were afraid of giving him the commentary that the character deserved.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of one of those moments where when we talk about how progressive the show is, that's those one are, of the- It's a
1: stark reminder of it was still a show written in the 70s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: like that, that's one of those moments that just goes like, oh, by the way. <laughs> this is when it was made,
1: yep, yeah uh, I don't it's a good message they they try really hard, but the show is a stark setback from the, the last episode where we're talking you know we were talking about how progressive and great that one is.
0: I do feel like um had this episode been in a later season, it probably would have been handled a lot better also like, that yeah. Stuff like her fucking broken English and the lines that they're giving her, they're all so cringy and yeah. really bad. And everything she said I was just like, "Oh, fucking yikes. Yeah. Big yikes. Uh, she's endearing, like she's precious, but it's it's so bad. But I do appreciate that uh, when Pierce was going to cuss that guy out and pull rank on him, that he dressed the part.
1: <laughs> I love when uh, Hawkeye puts his uniform on because he looks so uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, I and again, drunk notes. Uh, Pierce dressed up to dress him down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that that guy. God, and his face is punchable. It's so punchable. Like, I sorry to that guy, but sorry,
1: sorry to that actor. But you suck.
0: But if we were if we were in a bar, I would assume I was going to have to get in a fight with you.
1: I would assume I was going to be hate crimed.
0: <laughs> yeah, as the one of us that that would get hate crimed. <laughs> yeah, because you can't yeah. really hate crime me. I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh,
1: The the thing that this episode does do well is it's I think it's the first episode that introduces the concept of Hawkeye and Trapper not understanding the cultural differences between America and Korea.
0: And not understanding or being willing to accept the very ugly parts of war because I fucking hate the happy slave trope. i hate it i hate it i hate it yep but uh that was that was what happened because that was what people had to do to get by portraying her as super happy about it cringe yep but it was a reality of of the situation and her like fighting to not leave and the way that she's grabbing onto hawkeye begging to not leave that that was a very true thing for for them because family needed the money and she needed to feel like she was doing something for her family. Yep, it's, And it's and just being, presented in a gross way.
1: Yeah, and then being cast aside would be dishonorable, which there's like a very strong cultural difference.
0: And hurtful in a way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, I have notes that I hate that I the constant yeah. like thing about dishonor with Asian culture is is a little white people invented. Yeah. Like I everyone acts like especially in China like that everything is about honor but like I was in China and the only thing that was really a dishonor thing was that we got divorced Right. And that's the same in the US. It's the same fucking stigma that yeah. like divorced people are bleh. Um. You Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean hey. Speaking of two people who are divorced.
0: Proud divorcees here. Um and me and my ex are still friends, so
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh <laughs> You're right. but I was mean like anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, not not that I have a problem with you being friends with him. Just, we, we should as, play as, by everyone
0: as, in our household makes fun of me yes. because my ex is very successful. Very successful.
1: He's just Derek Zoolander. <laughs>
0: oh no Uh, in the in the in in the the most complimentary way way i can say that (laughs) um i uh i have a weird note about this episode Mm -hmm. at one point the camera angle flips in the tent and it really fucking made me uncomfortable (laughs) was it it was when um when they're in there um
1: was it when they're playing poker
0: I think so, where, like, the door was by the camera instead of being directly across. Yeah. Whereas later in the shows, the camera kind of just stays in one spot.
1: It's either, like, pointed at the door of the swamp or over on, like, the Frank Charles side pointing towards the still. Yeah. It's never
0: at... It's never a complete reverse. And I was like, where are we right at? Oh, we're in the swamp. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like this camera angle. It's like a dog walking on its hind legs. It was just... Mm-mm.
1: Yeah, because like yeah, they they only either show it from those two angles or like specifically from one of the characters' bunks for a reason.
0: I know it's a weird nitpicky thing. I just <laughs> it was something that stuck out to me. It's like, oh, I hate that. <laughs> Mine
1: was the weird it, when um they when they win her in the poker game, which is very uh. on brand. Mm. And Baker comes to like drop her off to Hawkeye mm-hmm. the like clearly they set up the camera to be focused on the outdoor shot but then realized they needed to start the shoot inside oh, so yeah. it's like slightly out of focus and the exposure is completely wrong <laughs> it's like that is they normally like the inside of the swamp like, oh okay there we go
0: <laughs> yeah um I, I was super uncomfortable about them lecturing Jones Yep. about yep. how slavery is wrong yeah. like Oh yep. my God! It was it was very like <laughs>
1: you could see the look on his face, like can't the, believe these lines are being said right now.
0: It it feels okay. like it feels like the second they called cut, Alan Alda went. That made me super uncomfortable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, Alan Alda just starts apologizing. <laughs> Alan
0: Alda's like I am so sorry. That that <laughs> felt wrong. Yeah,
1: like,
0: his face the whole time mm-hmm. is just like yeah. It felt very, but it also at the same time felt like every Reddit comment section ever. <laughs> Like, it felt like Reddit where a black person uh, is like, this is a horrible thing, but there's not much we can do about it. And a white person's like, no, we must fight. Listen, mm. you need to get on the ball. And I was just like, this mm, is... White
1: savior complex.
0: Yeah. Oh, Hawkeye. I think...
1: and I just like the line, uh, ha- she's going to make him happy like hell. And I was like, he's happy like hell all right."
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, man completely off subject of them Uh, thought it was interesting that Radar was like perving on a lady's legs to the point of distraction when he's so asexual later, later on.
1: He also drinks in this episode again. Yeah. He, like, totally, he totally drinks Uh, gin. They nerfed on. Radar. <laughs> they nerfed Radar. <laughs> Hold on we have to make Radar you know like icked out by the thought of like a naked woman. Yeah. <laughs> we need to desexualize this character.
0: Which is weird because it it feels like people fell in love with Radar for who he was in the early seasons, and then y'all weirdly infantilized him later on yeah. to the point where sitting on a bench with a pretty girl in the train station was a lot. Like, yeah. ugh. Yeah, you know but what I just was, thought it was interesting?
1: Yeah, you know what was very refreshing about this episode? Huh? Frank's not in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Frank was
0: gone in Tokyo. Yep. Also, Father Mulcahy, he's still absent.
1: Yeah, they they introduced him in the third episode and then he wasn't in four or five
0: yeah i don't know when he's coming back i miss you i mean
1: Klinger's barely in the show currently too yeah he's only been in but i miss
0: father okay yeah
1: i know i even put in (laughs) i even put in the show notes for episode three he's your favorite character Uh, but yeah, I,
0: I will say I appreciated the line uh, that she committed a neatness. <laughs>
1: yep, uh, the, how offended they are at the swamp being clean is yeah. amazing to me. But yeah, no, I like. I understand the concept behind this episode. It just I, I hate like you said. I hate the happy slave trope. I hate the, it, the the fact that Jones does not get lines in this episode. Yeah, Bar- he, he barely speaks only ten line, words. His
0: only lines. Are in support of what she's doing.
1: Oh well, no. Like, he he, he well, talks no, like, about it being gross. Well, too, but, and but I mean, but. in
0: stuff like stuff like saying like, "Well, there's nothing we can do about it." Yeah. When he bile rights had had the uh,
1: most reason to be offended. Yeah. To change the situation. Yeah.
0: Um, it just felt weird that they made him so passive. Yeah. This episode, not as much that he didn't say anything, but that he was so passive. He could have had the same amount of lines, but at least let him be angry.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think like, and then the the forced people lessons. I'm making air quotes with my hands that they give her once they are like, oh well, we're just gonna get her family to come and get her, pick her up, and take her home. Like that part feels super uncomfortable too like she it's like oh she doesn't know how to act like she knows how to act like a person she's just trying to make you happy
0: yeah she's she's trying to do a good job she's trying to win your favor it's not that she doesn't know how to act like a person yeah and that that was kind of uh microaggression territory yeah where it showed that like even though they are on the right side of of the end result they still have their own preconceived notions about her because they view her. We also never get her age though. Uh, True. but she they, could
1: be, well, her brother is like 12.
0: Yeah. But she so, could be like 15. Yeah. But they, they view her as very stupid and childish mm-hmm. when she's old enough to do all these tasks and manage really well. Cause mm-hmm. we, we get no indication that Blake is anything or not Blake. Um, whatever the fuck his name was, he's not important. Um, baker baker uh we no that was last episode
1: no that was sergeant baker
0: yeah the the guy who owns her yeah baker his name is baker too yeah that's stupid yeah um <laughs> but we we never see him like hitting her or abusing her Yeah, he doesn't In, treat her poorly he doesn't treat her poorly Bullet. But like we don't get any indication of that, so I so it rings wrong when they treat her like such a little doll. Yeah, like she's clearly holding her own. She's clearly a capable young woman. Mm-hmm. You don't have to give her people lessons. Exactly it, the constant use of the phrase "moose" just bleh. yep. Bleh. Now
1: nah, this is this is I don't think it's my least favorite episode, but it's up there
0: and we're only like halfway through our episode right now <laughs> this is 15 minutes of we hate it yeah uh I don't, margaret I don't... was margaret wasn't in this episode either
1: oh yeah good point
0: i just noticed that she yeah in you're this right
1: mark yeah which you man later seasons margaret would have had a lot to say about this episode. later
0: seasons <laughs> later seasons margaret would have st- dormed in there oh yeah
1: she would have not stood for any of this later
0: seasons margaret would have hired her as a nurse yeah she would have hired her as like a triage nurse yep or like uh like a secondary like like uh the girl that they try and make a nurse later on but she like freaks out
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's right yep
0: yeah they margaret would have would have like tried to give her an honest job i think yeah Because she would have been like, look, the girl wants to work, and if we let her go, she's going to resell, or her family's going to sell her again, as evidenced by the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, The one thing I did like, which it's played for laughs, but her little brother being considered the head of the family,
1: Uh
0: um, actually indicates, likely, subtext of the episode, why they sold her in the first place. Because if... Because he just says that, like, Pops is all right, which means that their Pops is probably very sick and yep. is not able to lead the family, which is why little boy is, mm-hmm. is, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, especially to lead
0: the family, which would explain why they needed the money.
1: Yep, they needed the money. They didn't have an older brother who could take care of things. So, yep. yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. And everything falls into, like, perfectly reasonable thought processes for a people who are being subjugated in a war torn country. Yeah. <laughs> it's just ick.
0: <laughs> it the writing of the episode is ick. Not letting Jones take point on the episode is ick. Um just overall, I I forgot. Like I wiped this episode from my memory. Yeah. And then when uh, when we pulled it up on Hulu and I saw the description, I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. Ah, I hate this one." <laughs> and I drank a bunch more gin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is why I'm a little all over the place. Uh, yeah, no, this episode's really gross. Yep. Um, I don't like it. Nobody really looks good in this episode. Like... It's very much played as, as Hawkeye and Trapper trying to do the right thing. Or really Hawkeye trying to do the right thing. Trapper's just along for the ride, as he always is. Um, but yeah, it's just... Uh, nobody comes out good yeah. in this episode.
1: I was just looking it up. I was trying to see if there was any interesting trivia about this episode. like. But no, nah, nothing really. It's just not... Uh, it's one of the lesser episodes. We do get good a good look at, you know, a Hawkeye's anti racist stance, but it's still
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know, I don't really have much to add. I could talk about this gin for a little while longer if we need to fill space. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no.
0: It's yeah, it's for for the timings that we've planned on on these episodes, we still have like ten minutes.
1: <laughs> Oof.
0: little under 10 minutes that's okay
1: Um, we can have a short one
0: yeah because there's really not much more that can be said about this episode Mm -hmm. other than just it it also makes me more proud of where the show went and that confidence of like if this exact same plot was passed to the writer's room somebody is actually sawing down a tree right now love that loud sound if you guys can't hear it Amazing. If you can hear it, be annoyed with us.
1: The problem with having woods beat directly behind our house.
0: <laughs> yeah. The problem with <laughs> that living... That
1: connects to other people's property.
0: Yeah. The problem with gorgeous, beautiful woods is that people do woods things. Like cut down trees.
1: <laughs> woods things?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I... It makes me like the show more to know that if this plot had been pitched in the writer's room in like season eight would have been handled completely differently. Yep,
1: they probably still would have done it, but it would have been a much better episode.
0: Yeah, they. I mean, granted, Jones wasn't a part, but they would have specifically probably had, like, a prominent person of color on cast with an opinion on it and taking point and maybe educating Hawkeye and BJ on a better route with it. Also, BJ would have been more incensed about it than Trapper was. Oh,
1: God, yeah, BJ would have probably... Uh, bj would have assaulted baker
0: (laughs) yeah bj bj would have been like yeah hawkeye why don't you uh just take take her over there real quick hey blake like like (laughs) bj would have sucker punched that Mm. motherfucker yep i feel like trapper is genuinely a garbage person but,
1: <laughs> poor, but poor Wayne Rogers. <laughs> but he's
0: but Trapper's too lazy to really be a fully realized garbage person.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, like he's just a shitty person that's too lazy for you to notice that.
1: <laughs> that's it, we, we know a few people it's, like
0: that Yeah, it's the it's the um uh what is it called uh buh, guilt through inaction. Oh yeah, that kind of thing that yeah. feels like Trapper to me.
1: Yeah uh so just to add in for people who aren't as familiar with mash so there's a reoccurring character who is a black nurse uh lieutenant ginger bayless i love her the actress changes periodically throughout the show but the character is always there so they probably would have that would have been one of those episodes where they made her more prominent
0: she would have probably talked to the girl like one-on-one girl talk like Margaret would have probably gotten involved. and It would have been the two of them working with her. That would have been a girl-centric episode.
1: Yeah.
0: It would have been better.
1: It would have been better.
0: Wouldn't have had this weird white savior Hawkeye that also kind of comes out of nowhere. Like, he's got the righteousness of later season Hawkeye Yeah, that feels like they really wanted to make a point in this episode. Like, later episodes don't feel as very... And also, Alan Alda starts writing more later on, which is probably why. Yeah. But early episodes, it feels like when they had something to say, they really, like, browbeat that they had something to say. As opposed to later seasons where it just...
1: It's much more ham-fisted. Yeah. Which was... Later
0: seasons, it flows more naturally. Which was
1: the style at the time.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Very after-school special.
1: Yeah. A lot... So, uh, one of the things that's interesting, um, a lot of early series mash cast and creator team is from hogan's heroes
0: that makes so much more sense yep i i have an all right relationship with hogan's heroes it's
1: okay but it it you can see the correlation once you know that and you're, and then you can see how it evolves to be
0: a better series if it says anything about the impression hogan's heroes left on me Hearing the name Hogan's Heroes always calls the uh, quote from Family Guy about the tragedy of the actor from Hogan's Heroes. Oh, yeah. That's the first thing I hear every time is Peter Griffin (laughs) saying that. (laughs) Like, nothing about the show. I don't remember much about the show. I remember that.
1: I actually never watched it. I've never seen Hogan's Heroes.
0: I watched every single war show with my grandfather. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I watched F Troop.
0: F Troop was good shit. F Troop was good. Good Um, comedy. I watched a lot of classic television with my grandfather and also because like m- my grandfather never wanted me to be in the army, mm-hmm. but because the army was all the generations of our family, our entire like personality as a family yep. was a military family. Yep, It was one of those like my grandfather just raised me to know everything about it to have like a reverence. For it and for the people in it. Never reverence for command. Always respect for the soldiers. Um, soldiers are just. You know. Under the command and the commander assholes. Yeah. Uh, um. But he, he just like raised me with like. The I guess you could say the culture. Mm-hmm. Of being a military family. Um, Makes sense. But so we watched like every military base show especially gomer pile um but that's because my grandma went to school with him <laughs> <laughs> so that was a personal love in our house yeah andy griffith into gomer pile i think it's gomer pile usmc oh, wow. um i don't remember <laughs> me neither but uh but yeah my my mom was a walk and um she was a sharps- sharpshooter nominated to go to west point You know, she was badass in the army. And then you get to my generation where uh, I think the first time my grandfather was like, what do you want to do today? Uh, And I was like, I want to make birdhouses and paint them. And he was like, well, (laughs) (laughs) he was like, we could go duck hunting or we can make birdhouses. And I was like, birdhouses. (laughs) Bird is... I will say, I'm a terrible duck hunter. Terrible duck hunter, great turkey hunter. Yeah. Great turkey hunter, which just says I need them to be a little bit slower. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I grew up in an area where we did a lot of, uh, lot of, I guess you could say, population control hunting. Yep. And then we had um, a lot of groups that we could turn the meat to. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, you... You take your, I guess, like limit five turkeys and then, you know, you cash out for that. And then you just give the meat to one of the local groups. So, yeah, all that to say, very military upbringing for me. So I loved a lot of these shows and I loved what my grandfather would teach me about from these shows. So that's why I see like a lot of episodes like this one and go, that was what happened but you can address it and talk about it in a less gross way. Yeah. Which ugh. cuz there there's some episodes in later see later seasons are not perfect. There's some gross later season episodes. Yeah. Um they no, usually, I mean, they usually revolve around Margaret unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, uh, but I do love her. She's my second favorite character. And when I would be a Spitfire as a kid, my grandfather would call me Margaret. <laughs> Especially when I yelled at him. When I would talk back, he's like, calm down there, Margaret. Or sit down, Houlihan. <laughs>
1: that, tra- that tracks. <laughs> that tracks.
0: <laughs> this from oh. my grandfather, who could build a rifle in a day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But also, you know, would spend his morning with the exact same bowl of total and juice. And water. And you better not eat his total, even though I always did. Yep. <laughs> that tracks. Yeah.
1: It says a lot about you too, as a person.
0: That I would eat my grandfather's total.
1: And just who your grandfather was as a person.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> but hey, guess what? We filled the episode. Hey, we did. <laughs> I I'm gonna
0: wind up especially the more alcohol I have. Uh, I'm going to wind up reminiscing about my grandfather a lot because this this was a huge thing for us, you know, just to mm-hmm. sit and watch MASH together. Yep. And then usually he'd prank me afterwards by stepping on my ponytail because I would lay on the floor and he would step on my ponytail without telling me and then be like, come on, let's go get ice cream. <laughs> and then I'd go to sit up and that. Ah!
1: <laughs> no wonder your scalp hurts and it's very sensitive.
0: <laughs> he was a big prankster. Yeah. Uh, so we, MASH was important to us, so I'm sure I'm going to reminisce it about him a lot more as we go. Acceptable. (laughs) Acceptable! (laughs) Alrighty, folks. Well, uh, this has been
1: episode 6 of Smashed, a podcast of Jin and the 4077. I am half of your illustrious host team, Ian E. Muller. You can find me online on Twitter at ravnos R-A-V-N-O-S. And uh, I talk about all the other projects that I work on there pretty regularly so you can learn more about them there.
0: And I've been the other half of your hosts, Ellie underscore A underscore Collins on Twitter. Uh, I didn't even say my name that time, Ellie Collins. (laughs) Uh, This has been super fun. You can find me on Twitter talking about all the random shows that I do. Uh, The gin's hitting. So what do we say? We sign off.
1: We sign off and record the next episode.
0: Heck yeah. (laughs) All right. Bye, y'all.
1: Bye, y'all.